morning. Welcome to the channel. Welcome to Nederland. Welcome to Friday. This is the third Friday of the month. I'm in Nederland, Colorado, if I'm physically able. I'm trying to stand behind, beside this uh, building here. You saw this is the visitor center for Nederland uh, because uh, it is very windy and uh, the gusts kind of come and go. So uh, and the wind's in my face. So I'm trying to protect the microphone. There's no other where else I can stand to do the sermon today. So uh, I'm outside. This isn't a green screen. And uh, you saw my cones over here. I'm going to lift my banner here if I can. I think I can, at least for a little while. And uh, my cones, my pack is here. So, uh, yeah, let's pray. So, Lord, I thank you that we can come to Nederland, Colorado today on this cold, windy day. Uh, but we can still preach the Word of God. We can still lift a banner of truth up. We can still pray for people. We can still preach the gospel. Uh, from morning till night, we can preach the gospel. We can preach all day long. We can preach in the wind. We can preach in the snow. We can preach in the hot weather. Or we can preach on the beach or in the mountains. I don't know. We can preach all over the place. Uh, wherever there are people, Lord, uh, we can be preaching the Word of God. And I thank you that I get to chance this opportunity, this great, wonderful privilege that I can preach the Word of God up here in Nederland, Colorado. We give you all the glory, Father, for what is about to happen today, even on this sermon and all this uh, video right now in your holy name Jesus I humbly pray amen and amen so uh, uh, I have not been physically able to go out this week I don't know what the problem was but there's a major problem and uh, uh, and I just uh, if I can't go out I can't go out uh, fortunately we have our true study class I really in hiring car if you haven't been watching the videos I really encourage you to, you know, watch in the morning. I mean, if you can't log in in the morning, I do it live broadcast at 7 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. It's Boulder time. and uh, But it's also recorded, so it can be watched later on also. And uh, uh, at least there's some word going out on our channel. Even if I can't come out to the street and preach, the word is still going forth, still going forth. And I don't just sit home and do nothing. I'm usually working in the ministry. Uh, I'm building a church here in Boulder, so sometimes uh, there are things that have to be done that cannot be done outside on the street. They have to be done uh, at home, I guess, or in the office. That's my office. My home is my office. And uh, the bus, praise God. Brent brought me up to Netherlands today. He prayed. He takes time out of his busy day. He's an amazing man. And uh, he drove up here and brought me with him. <laughs> and he prayed, prayed over me and prayed over the corner, prayed over the city and back in his car and back to work. You know, it's, you know, it's uh, amazing what he does. And uh, he takes everybody's excuse away, everyone. If they have an excuse, Brent has achieved your excuse. He's taken that excuse away. Doesn't matter what it is. I mean, I'm literally kidding. Doesn't matter what your excuse is. He has taken that away. All right, so uh, this is week number 50. We're in the 28th, here comes the wind. <clears throat> We're in the 28th chapter of Acts. This is the very last chapter in the book of Acts. And uh, I'm gonna go through some of this. I don't know how far I'll go through this, but I'm gonna go as much as I can. What the Holy Spirit wants us to do uh, for week uh, uh, 51 and 52, the next two weeks of this year, is uh, go over uh, from Acts chapter one to Acts 28 is a summary and uh, we'll go through every chapter and just pick out some highlights out of every chapter, all 28 chapters, and go over those highlights for the next two weeks. So that's what the Sunday prayer letter will be written on this coming Saturday, tomorrow, 
my Sabbath day in the, in the Lord. And uh, in fact, I was so bad, I was so beat up and so wore out and exhausted, I couldn't even write the letter last week. And I apologize for that, but you know, there'll be a time coming when God brings somebody who can take over that work when I can't do it. I can call them up and say, would you write the letter this week? And they'll say, yes, sir. You know, and they'll write it. Because I'll have a, you know, they'll be able to look at my other letters and say, oh, okay, I see how he does it. And uh, kind of go along. All right. It's very, very cold up here. I've got many, many layers of clothes on. <laughs> All right. So uh, Acts 28, let me just start at 1 and we'll kind of go through. And maybe I can read the whole thing. I don't know. We'll just stop where the Holy Spirit stops us. And we'll just kind of read down through here on the channel. All right. Let's go. Uh, verse 1, chapter 28 of the book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles. All right. And when they were escaped, then they knew that the island was called Melita. And the barbarous people showed us no little kindness. No little kindness. It means they showed you a lot of kindness. But interesting what kind of people they called them, though. Uh, barbarous. Barbarians. Why did they use that word there? I think that's interesting. Uh, a lot of missionaries call people that are natives barbarians. Barbarian really is just one that's not uh, doing what everybody else is doing. I guess another word would be civilized. They're living the way they've been taught and for all their generations, that's how they're living. But, uh, you know, you can say that in today's world, uh, barbarians would be those people who don't live like everybody else. And they live out of their backpack or out in the woods or they live by a creek or under the bridge or uh, in a park. They're living all over the place. So we have a lot of barbarous people here in America all over the place. They're living on street corners, sidewalks. There's a tent city that's a mile long there in downtown Denver. Guess what the mayor is finally doing after several years of this ungodly looking uh, tent city. And you know, the thing that you don't understand is uh, people have got to go to the bathroom. Where are they pooping and peeing at? Yeah, right, where, you know? And you know, those barbarous people, these type of people are filthy and dirty. And that brings diseases because filthiness brings disease. Anyways, let's go there. But these type of people are not dirty. They're clean just because they're barbarous people. They're just not of your civilization, you know? Some of the rich people will call me, a truck driver, a, bar, a, a barbarian. <laughs> One who lives in the truck. You know, I lived in the truck, you know, eight by eight cubicle, I called their prison cell. And I was in prison for 40 years. You can look at it any way you want to, that's what it felt like. So when I retired, it felt like I got out of prison. Now, the last 20 years of my career, I had 40 years in the truck. The last 20 years, I enjoyed my career. I enjoyed myself because God gave me a, a joy and a peace in my life on the work that I was doing. And uh, I didn't understand it, and, uh, but that's the way it is. Sometimes we don't understand things, and it takes a long, long, long time for us to understand things. But don't give up on your understanding. And the barbarous people showed us no little kindness. Isn't that amazing? I have some of the nicest people on the street. Some of the homeless people treat me better than those who are rich and famous, those who have expensive cars, those who are well-dressed, those who are well-fed. They treat me like dirt out here on the street. But the homeless, some of the homeless, just like today, already, several people 
who don't have a, a lot of things going on, they're really friendly to me. Good morning, how you doing? Good morning, nice people. So, just because they're living on the street doesn't mean they're not nice. But there are also mean people living on the street too. There are also nice people living in mansions. Just nice and mean people all over the place in every strata of life. Every strata of life, we're all nothing new under the sun. So King Solomon said. No little kindness, for they kindled a fire and received us every one. They built a fire for them. They were cold. They just got a shipwreck. It's, dark. it's morning time now. And uh, they built a fire for them to warm up, to dry their clothes off, to get, you know, feeling better. I'm laughing because these two trars going by, they look and wave, smile. How do they know what I'm doing? I don't know. I guess they could see what I mean. I don't know. The back of my shirt says, uh, where will you spend eternity? Good question, isn't it? Where will you spend eternity? Eternity is a long time. You want to make sure you're in the right place. <clears throat> because it's a long time. It never ends. Eternity means never ending. They kindled the fire and received us, everyone. Even the prisoners they received. The sailors, the captain, the owner of the boat. They received everybody. They didn't say, oh, we don't want you because you're too, too fancy. They didn't care. They received everybody. They built a fire. Oh, hang on. Windy. All right. And, uh, all right, built a fire and received everyone. It's because of the present rain. So now it's raining. Whoa. So it's raining, too. It's also very windy. <laughs> the raining. And uh, so it's cold. They're wet, cold, and it's raining. They built a fire. Think about that. How did you build a fire when it's raining? Well, people who live like this know how to do that. Man, oh man. That wind is just frigid. I don't know what to do. Can't really go anywhere. It should stop. It kind of comes and goes. Man, man, it is frigid like an Arctic wind. All right. Uh, President Rain, because of the cold. So it's cold. Cold. Like it is cold right now. <clears throat> Verse 3. And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks, some sticks to put on the fire, that's nice of him, right? He could have said, well, you're going to serve us. But Paul was a server. I think that's interesting. Paul's the server. Was everybody else getting wood? The, the, the people of the island, they started the fire. They got the wood. And here's Paul serving with them. I think that's an interesting character trait you can see right there in Paul. Why was he gathering wood also? When he was also wet, also cold. Because he's a server. He's not trying to be served. What Jesus said, he didn't come to be served, I came to serve. Something like that. Jesus is a server. I'm standing in the snow here. I'm trying to move the snow around. i got a whole pile of snow there and snow here. It's no place to stand. All right, let's keep on going here. I think this is interesting. Paul gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire. And there came a viper, a snake, a very poisonous snake, out of the heat. Fastened on his hand, you know. When I was raised at Washoe Valley, uh, we were told never to, when you go to move wood, say there's a pile of wood, we have a lot of wood on our property. We are building a barn at that time. And uh, be very careful when you take the planks of wood off the pile, because snakes go into the pile, the big piles of wood. And uh, the same way here. Uh, 
Paul was pulling the wood off and there was a viper in the wood and that's and it's fastened to him so where I was raised in Washoe Valley there are a lot of rattlesnakes you know big ones you know three feet four feet I mean probably about that big around big guys all right long thing fangs about that long yeah, to the two fangs that sink into your skin put poison into your body fortunately when Opia got bit by a snake we killed several snakes when I was growing up I know a lot about rattlesnakes received uh, okay uh, came out of ba uh, there came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand you know fastened the snake bit down fastened itself and the venom the poison was going into his body right going to his body listen to this all right <clears throat> and when the barbarians saw the venomous beast <laughs> must have been a big snake hang on his hand hang there's a snake here hang on his hand they said among themselves no doubt this man is a murderer so you can tell they're a superstitious type people right by the words of their mouth you can look at the fruit and some of the fruit of people's lives is their mouth how they speak how they speak let you know what kind of person they are man, this man, what kind of person they are Right? Out of the mouth. Be careful of your mouth. Right? Among themselves. No doubt this man is a murderer, whom though he hath escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffereth not to live. Vengeance. It's interesting that in my uh, this particular Hendrickson King James Bible, uh, is, I think it was printed in 18, I think it's an 1873 edition. Somewhere. I thought I read 1873 somewhere. Yeah, 1873. In 1873, they capitalized the word vengeance with a capital V. In the 1769 edition, it's not capitalized. Kind of interesting to see what would be the first printing, the King, the 1611 first printing of the King James. Wonder if it cap got capitalized don't know but it's interesting it didn't change the doctrine but if you look at it long enough you see that vengeance doesn't come from God vengeance comes from the devil so they capitalize this here could vengeance be another word or another name for Satan could be vengeance suffer him not to live and we know that because another word you can look at that and say well Satan comes to steal kill and to destroy kill so killing is taking the life away. So vengeance, you can see how they, why they capitalized it. It's interesting to look at. Uh, and he shook off the beast into the fire. He shook it off. Get off me. Get away from me. And felt no harm. Howbeit they looked uh, when he had, uh, they, howbeit they looked when he should have swollen up. So the poison and that type of snake, you swell up and you die because the poison gets into your system and all your different nervous system and you swell up and it basically you choke from inside out the poison kills you and sometimes it takes very little time within the hour within the hour rattlesnake takes several hours because the venom travels up from the bite usually it's in your leg travels up the bite to your heart anyways 
I don't know a lot about venomous snakes. I know just very little. He shook off the beast in the fire, felt no harm. Howbeit they looked when he should have swollen or fallen down dead suddenly. So they were expecting him to do this. That's what happens when you're bit by this particular type of snake. Right? I'm going to talk about something in just a second here. <clears throat> but they all looked uh, for a great while and saw no harm come to him. They changed their minds. That's why I pray out here. I pray that when people mock me and do all kinds of things to me, I pray that they receive more information about the Lord, about God, about the Bible, about Jesus, about heaven, about hell, about Satan. That with more information, that person who made the decision to hate God, hate Jesus, hate the preacher, they'll get more information and they'll change their minds. One of the verses I use right here in, in that. I use, all, I use all the counsel of the Lord. I just don't. I use the Bible. Study the Bible. I use the Bible. If I study it, I'm going to use it. And that's one of the prayers I use. That God will provide to them more information. Just like the barbarous people here gave them. They have more information. They, they waited, gathered more information, and they noticed that things weren't as they should be, that they thought, so they changed their minds. That's what people, I want people to do, who mock me. I want them to change their mind, change their mind based on new information. That's why I want people to make decisions out here. I do everything I can to get people to make a decision for or against God. I don't care what the decision is, just make some kind of a decision. Because in decision making, God can now give you more information because now you move to one side of the scale or the other. Lukewarm, now you move out of the lukewarm into the hot or the cold. The hot or the cold means you've probably made decisions of some sort. But lukewarm means you don't make any decision whatsoever. You're neutral. Neutral. No decision for or against. That's the people God will spew out of his mouth. All right? So I look at people who mock me, who make decisions against God as cold people. That's kind of how I do it. And so I believe they're cold because they made a decision, the wrong decision, but they made a decision. I don't care what kind of decision they make. I just want them to make a decision because a decision maker, when presented with more information, can reevaluate their decision and make a new decision by changing their mind. Change their mind, make a new decision. It says right here, they can do it. These are unholy people, ungodly people. They change their mind. Why can't you? you know? If you believe the Holy Ghost isn't for today, that you believe the gifts of the Holy Ghost are not for today, you can change your mind. You know, these guys did, you can too. You know, if you want to pray in tongues, you can change your mind, pray in tongues. Spirit language, unknown to your brain, unknown to people around you. And pray to God in secret. Could that be one more little spiritual um, view of what Jesus said to go into your prayer closet, shut the door and pray to your Father which is in secret? Could that be tongues? Because when you pray in your spirit language with your spirit, no man knows what you're speaking, only God. You're speaking to God. So the Bible says, so why wouldn't you want to speak to God in tongues? Because somebody taught you incorrectly. Incorrectly. So change your mind. These guys did, you can too. Right. Let's go on down here. <clears throat> right. Change their mind so they, uh, and said that he was a God. Now that's another wrong decision. He's not a God. But they made another decision. 
So God will provide more information because Paul later is going to preach to everybody. And they can change their mind again because people who, who can change their mind can change it again. And changing your mind is another way of saying they made a choice, a decision. God places before us blessings and cursings, life and death. You know, that's Deuteronomy 30, 19. You get to choose which one you want. But God tells you which to choose. He, he gives you the better choice. Choose life that thou and thy seed may live. Right? But you don't have to choose that. You don't, have to, you don't have to obey God. You can do whatever you want. You have a free will. You have a free will. Right? God bless you, man. <laughs> You have a free will. You can do whatever you want. All right? So uh, I'm going to stop right here just for a second, and I'm going to go back to Mark uh, <clears throat> 16, and I'm going to dispel something or talk about something I thought was interesting about the snake. And it says right here in verse 18 in Mark 16, And they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. All right? Uh, and you can look at this together or separate. They take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing. You can look at this in a sense that when the serpent attaches itself to the hand like Paul, your body is drinking in the deadly thing that the snake is putting in your body. Okay? This is the verse I used for all those who were getting those shots here a couple years ago. And uh, that's the verse I was using. If your body drinks in a deadly thing, it won't hurt you if you use this verse. I mean, that's the verse the Lord gave me because I was asking for a verse for all these believers who now are hurting. I just talked to a believer uh, here a couple weeks ago and they took two of those shots and now they're suffering, physically suffering. I told them, don't take those. Don't take that. Oh, I got to take it. I got to take it. All right, go ahead and take it. Now they're suffering. Now they're suffering physically. They don't know what to do about it. It's too late now. It's in the body. Now you have to pray this verse, but they don't believe the verse. So now what do they do? They're not gonna, they can't get rid of it. They don't believe the Bible. What are you gonna do? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you can't take poison into your body. People, just because somebody tells you, oh, the poison's good for you. Really? Oh yeah, and change the name. Instead of saying poison, you say uh, vitamin. Or not vitamin, let's just say, say something else. I don't know, I wanna say something stupid. And, uh, Oh, it must be good, you know, whatever. And so, uh, people who don't believe in these signs here, that you can cast out a devil, you can pray in new tongues, they believe all this is dead, they use this verse here as the validation of this scripture here. Okay? And uh, it's really not that. When, when Jesus is saying, uh, they shall take up serpents, serpent is a devil. You take the devil off the person. Sometimes you got to rip that thing off the person. You know, you got to take it off the person. Just like an angel sometimes comes along, has to, like Jacob, right? <clears throat> and if you drink into anything, that's also a devil, from a devil. So this is all evil, devil, from devils. You cast the devil out, right? And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils, right? They shall speak in new tongues. One of the benefits of speaking in tongues is you have discerning of spirits and you can see what to do on casting a devil out. It says right there, you can cast a devil out. Why aren't you casting devils out of people? Probably because you don't believe it. 
all right, so, you know, I believe it, so I cast devils out. God provides to me opportunity. I see that. I cast that devil out, right? It's just the way I live, man. I live by the Word of God. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever, or however that goes. They shall take up serpents. That's a devil. And if they drink any deadly thing, that's a devil. It shall not hurt them, right? And oftentimes it comes all the way to this. The devil brings sickness. It said they shall lay hands on the sick, which also comes from the devil, and they shall recover. All this is spiritual warfare. All this is spiritual warfare. That's one of the things that God uses. You know, armor of God. It's all spiritual warfare. If you're not doing spiritual warfare, you're probably missing it. You gotta do spiritual warfare. Okay. Spiritual warfare. All right. Anyways, that's where they get that. Uh, also, uh, taking up snakes is not take, uh, you know, old time preachers would take up, they'd actually get a box of snakes, real box, real snakes, put them up on the stage, and the preachers would handle the snakes. That's so ungodly. That is satanic. That's not what the Bible says. They didn't do 2 Timothy 2.15 or whatever that verse is and rightly dividing the Word of God. They didn't rightly divide the Word of God. You see some preacher doing that, you run out of that meeting as fast as you can. But they don't know what they're doing. They're working with the devil. Anyways, enough stuff. Let's kind of go on here. All right, verse 7. And in the same quarters were possessions of chief men of the island. Same quarters. You know, this area they were living. Possessions were possessions of the chief uh, man of the island, the big guy, the boss, the chief of the land. Those whose name was uh, Publius, Pub, Publius, 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 P-U-B-L-I-U-S, had to have been a pretty important man. Otherwise, why did God put his name in the word of God? Pretty interesting. It's kind of interesting. God uses names. God uses names a lot. Is your name in heaven? <laughs> if your name not found written in heaven, you won't go to heaven. You won't, you're not going to go to heaven. Sorry. You won't. Sorry. Every name that's not found written in the book of life is going to go to the eternal damnation. It's the lake of fire and brimstone. It came to pass that the father of... Oh. Uh, I missed it. Uh, whose name was Publius? Who received us and lodged us three days courteously. Wow. These aren't barbarians. These are friendly, nice island people, I guess you could say. Living on island time. <laughs> island time. <clears throat> man, oh man. All right, let's go on down through here. <clears throat> Courteously. And it came to pass that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and of a bloody flux. Get that? His father lay sick of a fever. Didn't I just read that you can lay hands on the sick and they'll recover? Yeah. So he's going to live. Paul is living Mark 16, 15 through 20. Okay? Are you living it too? Or he's just you just reading in the Bible and not going any further? But just, I'm just pulling these things out so you think about it, pray about it, talk to God about it. You should be doing everything that's in the Bible. I mean, in the, you know, in the New Testament here that we're supposed to be doing. 
Okay, the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and a bloody flux, flux or however you pronounce that, to whom Paul entered in and prayed and laid his hands on him and healed him. Wow. That's exactly what Jesus said you're supposed to do. He that believes will lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. Do you believe that? I hope so. I hope so. Because there may be a time coming that doctors won't be able to do much for people. And they're gonna, people are going to dependent on Christians who can lay hands on the sick and that they can recover. There's a time in history here in America that a lot of people were sick. And they were, uh, oh man, this hat. <clears throat> Anyways, today people put people, those people down. I can hardly believe it. They say they're of the devil. If you heal people, you're of the devil? Really? You see, I don't get it. It seems to me that that's a fruit of the Spirit, to heal somebody. Yeah, I don't know. Good morning. <laughs> All right, anyways, let's kind of go down through here. The same quarter. Uh, possession of the chief of the island whose name was... Uh, Sorry. Laid his hands on him and healed him. Healed him. Did Paul, was Paul surprised? Oh, get healed. Oh my, I didn't know that. No, Paul knew he was going to be healed. By the Holy Ghost sent him. Power of the Lord is present to be healing. Holy Ghost is there. Right? Anyways, let's keep going. Uh, so when he was done, others also which had diseases in the island came and were healed. Isn't that great? Paul was a busy man. And others with him. Verse 10. Who also honored us with many honors. When we departed, they laden us with such things as were necessary. So where does that Bible verse at? These, ver these last few verses here. That is in... Uh, uh, 1 Corinthians, I think, chapter 9. The workman is worthy of his hire. If you go and preach the gospel, you get paid, and, you know, things like that. If you have need, it's in Acts chapter 2, things like that. Uh, I'm going to end that right now. I'm going to kind of go over some of this other stuff later on. But um, uh, I'm going to end with this last verse here in 28. It says right here in verse 30 and 31. And Paul dwelt two whole years in his own hired house and received all that came in unto him verse 31 preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence no man forbidding him preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ with confidence I preach and teach with confidence I'm not preaching or teaching out of doubt my Sunday my true study classes I'm not teaching out of lack of confidence I'm teaching out of confidence oh this hat it's the wind and the cold it's just amazing too bad these videos can't pick up the temperature too you'd be all bundled up listening to me and the, and the, man it's cold 
and you're in your house. <laughs> Wouldn't that be interesting? You can do a video and you can feel the presence of the cold and the wind and you're all bundled up in your house going, I don't get this. Uh, these videos are really amazing. I can feel the cold. <laughs> and my jaw gets cold. But uh, you want to preach Jesus Christ in a very good way based on the Word of God. Uh, because when you do that, uh, Jesus will confirm His Word with signs, miracles, and wonders following. And if there's somebody sick and the Holy Ghost has plans on healing them, He'll say, I want you to lay your hands on them and I'm going to heal them. You lay your hands on them and you heal them. That's happened many, many times. And sometimes you just have to pray with people uh, by faith. Some people are healed and some people are not. Why? I don't know. Same thing happened to Jesus. Jesus didn't pray for every single sick person. Uh, so oftentimes he did, but sometimes he didn't. Okay? About the pool of Siloam or the pool of... Well, that pool, would, when, a devil, when an angel would come down and stir up the pool, the first person in would get healed. He walked by that and asked the guy, how come you're not getting in the pool? Yeah, I've been here. How long have you been here? I've been here 20 years or whatever the case may be. He says, you want to be healed? Yeah, I want to be healed, man. And do you have faith? I have faith to heal. And he healed him. How come Jesus didn't heal everybody there? Well, it's not recorded. Maybe he did, but it's not recorded he did. So you don't know what the Lord's doing in people's lives. So you just lay hands on everybody, pray for everybody's healing. And if you pick up a devil, you cast the devil out by faith. You know? I mean, sounds silly. People don't like to do that, but I don't mind doing it. Anyways, uh, let's pray. So, Lord, I thank you that I can come to Netherlands in this cold and this wind, and uh, that uh, you've given me some warm clothes to wear. But uh, it's pretty uncomfortable, Lord. But uh, we'll see what we can do here for the for the day. See how long we can last. And uh, I just thank you, Lord, for what you're doing here in the sermon and our uh, ministry channel here and uh, out here on the street. Thank you, Lord, in our church building uh, in, in the city of Boulder and the cities that these people that are watching it are now my brothers and sisters. Uh, praise God for them, Lord. I thank you, Lord. In your holy name, I thank you. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, man. So I'm going to let you go. Uh, you take care, and we'll have a good day, all right? Take care, all right? God bless you.